Hello, Lisa. Hi, Diana. Welcome to What Should We Write About? A podcast for writers who'd rather talk. That sounds really familiar. Yes, it does. It sounds a lot like us. Mm-hmm. And I think that was our big realization about uh, this podcast is that the main thing is that we would just like to really talk to each other and maybe some other people would like listening to that. Right. Also, we actually do talk to each other a lot. So um, why not record it? Why not? For posterity. Exactly. So, Diana, what should we talk about? On what should we write about today? (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, maybe people would like some background. Yeah, maybe we could talk a little bit about how this podcast came about. Yeah. Uh, Do you even remember how it came about? (laughs) (laughs) Well... Yes, I would say that it came about very organically. We talk on the phone a lot for long periods of time, and sometimes we talk about the podcasts that we listen to. So both of us really love listening to podcasts and talking to each other. And we noticed, actually, that when we talked to each other, it sounded a lot like our most favorite podcast, and then... I think we realized it didn't exist yet. Yeah. I mean, the podcasts that I really love most are uh, basically conversations between friends recorded and uh, sometimes supplemented with other interesting things. Um, uh, yeah. And it just feels like you're kind of eavesdropping. Yeah. And one of the things that really appeals to me is that uh, you can add a lot of organization around the conversation. So one of the things we've talked about doing on what should we write about is, uh, you know, having a pre-chat where we get all of our, you know, secret material out. Right. And then we have like a topical chat. Yeah. It's, it's almost like the idea of doing morning pages, which I know you're very committed to, where um, before you begin the thing that you actually mean to do, you kind of get out all the debris of just living your life, basically. And you kind of get in the mode of whatever medium you're about to work on. Exactly. So we would talk mostly on Sundays on the phone. Right. And, uh, you know, it would be a really long conversation usually. Yes. Uh. (laughs) And this is actually something that we have done for such a long time, like not necessarily every week, um, but maybe actually the story of how this podcast began really begins a long time ago, like 10 years ago when we became friends. Yeah. Um, We became friends in... I definitely remember how we became friends. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you tell it? Ah, Or you can get it started. Yeah. So the way it happened is that we were both at college, and neither one of us in our freshman year had done a very good job of making female friends. Yeah. It's, I mean, making friends is hard. It's the worst, basically. And a lot of what we talk about now is how much we don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's especially hard, like, once you have found your friend, 
the friend that you have always wanted who's just right and uh, keeps growing and changing with you and uh, helping you be a better person, like, that is a pretty high bar, right? Yeah, I mean, and it's just, it seems very unlikely that that would happen very many times in a lifetime. So, um, you know, both of us had been uh, pretty unmotivated in college, and we had other things going on, to be fair. Um, But the problem is you really need at least one friend of a gender that the college allows to room together. Yeah, right. (laughs) At some point... You got to find a roommate Mm -hmm. after freshman year. So freshman year, we were assigned to roommates who were great. I had a great roommate. Um, uh, So, but we hadn't found like our our roommate soulmate yet, basically. Uh, So what we needed was like a matchmaking situation. Exactly. And... I don't 100% remember how that match... I remember the conversation where the match had been made. Yeah. Well, I think that... um, I I remember the place where it happened. We went to... went up into this, like, telescope area at night. So, actually, it was a very magical (laughs) setting for our first meeting. We had never met each other before, but um, we were introduced, and then others kind of, like interviewed on our behalf sort of like asking questions like oh well but does she um uh, when does she go to bed and how early does she wake up and there was I just remember a lot of uh questions about our lifestyles going on in the background and us just kind of smiling and looking into each other's eyes and knowing it was done it was already done it's so, I mean, I remember one of the questions was, um, what if, what if, uh, you throw up on Lisa's bed? <laughs> what if you throw up on Lisa's bed? Yeah. How will you deal with it? Right. And like, while, while I'm hearing that in the background, I'm looking at you and I'm like, you would never throw up on my bed. Yeah. This and, question is irrelevant. And I never did. You never did. And I never threw up on your bed. Definitely not. So there are, are, our brokers were doing a lot of downside protection, but, you know, we were we were all about the upside, non-verbally. Right. Yeah, and I guess this re- reveals a really important piece of information about us, which is that we're both introverts, but friendly introverts. I mean, we love people. We love people. We love talking about people. We really love talking about ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we love talking to other people. Sometimes. Yeah. And the main thing is, you know, we talk once a week, once every two weeks now. In college, we would tell each other the story of our days every single day. Right. For at least 45 minutes and sometimes more like 90 yeah, I mean, there's a lot to say about your everyday when you're in college. So much happens. And actually, it's still kind of like that, you know? So when we have our catch-ups every, like, week or so, there's a lot to catch up on. That's why it's long. Yeah, exactly. Um, Diana, so we, we talked a little bit about the origins of our friendship. What I, It's kind of crazy to think about um, a whole decade of friendship together. 
um, and all of the uh, ups and downs we've witnessed in each other's lives. I'm very curious, what would you say are some of your favorite highlights from our friendship? Uh, there are a lot of them. But the highlights are pretty much identical to uh, the lowlights of our lives. <laughs> I would say because some of the funniest times have been when stuff really goes wrong and then we get to talk about it and it's so interesting. It's so interesting. <laughs> so as an example, I mean, a lot of good came of this, but one of my favorite things ever was when uh, you moved to Berlin and uh, slept on my couch for a while. A really <laughs> long time. Maybe it was maybe like two months, maybe more, but I don't want to admit to any more than that. And it was so fine. It would have been 100% fine for much longer than two months. And in fact, I was traveling for work for a lot of that. Um, <laughs> but it was so great because we'd not lived in the same city for a while. Not that long. We've found, I mean, okay, so we should maybe say how many times we've lived in the same city. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So we started out in Cambridge together. And then I stayed after college. And then you moved to San Francisco. That was really far. That that was hard, having you so far away. Yeah. And then I came back for graduate school. Right. And I was still finishing up grad school for um, a year or two. We had to overlap. And then you were in Boston still, and I was in Atlanta for about a year. Yeah. And then I moved to Berlin. Right, and then you were only in Berlin for about for a few months until, surprise, surprise, I came and moved to Berlin with the address of 123 Diana's Couch. <laughs> then even when you found a real apartment, it was really close. It was really close, like two blocks away. Yeah. Um, close enough that I could carry a bed frame from <laughs> by myself from your house to my house. I mean, the, I would say that's like ideal distance from each other, that we can exchange furniture single-handedly with no automobiles. Definitely. So that lasted for a little while. Yeah, I, I mean, that was one of my highlights, too. And one of the things I liked about it was, um, well, first of all, that you were such a gracious host. Um, and also that we kind of had the same setup we had in our dorm room, where it was, it's kind of like a walkthrough where you enter into one person's room and the other room is you have to you have to walk through that room to get to the other one so um somehow we had that set up for i think the whole 3 years we were roommates <laughs> and i was in the inner room and you were in the first room um and then we we did the same thing in your berlin apartment that's right i forgot that that was the way it went, because we've switched the rooms now. At the, it was as though we designed the house to enable that flow temporarily, like a rupture in space-time to allow for it, because now the bedroom is the, the innermost room, but at right. the time we'd, we'd turned the living room into a bedroom. Yeah, I mean, you were just waiting for me to move into the bedroom. Exactly, well. right. Um, yeah, and I I think also... 
the reason I was so optimistic about this indefinite couch sleeping situation working was that I, you know, I already knew we had some experience living in this kind of setup, and for some reason, like, uh, it worked for us. Maybe, I'm guessing, because you valued the extra space of the bigger first room, and I valued the privacy more of the inner room. Yeah, exactly. And I think that we've been really compatible in those ways. Like, I think of us as very similar in a lot of dimensions, but I think also we've intuitively fallen into patterns that compensate for whatever differences we have such that we don't really have to make a lot of decisions or have a lot of friction. Right. Um, I guess we should also acknowledge that as we as we had all of this moving around, um, there were some moves that each of us made where, like, we, we were always involved in each other's decisions or, like, always being a sounding board. And then there were some moves, like my move to Berlin, where you were, like, a huge part of it. You were a huge... Your move to Berlin, like, made me want to move to Berlin, and you helped me get there in various ways. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's not, like, a coincidence, you know? I think that right. it is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. It Let's was honest. not by accident. Yeah, and I mean, I think that the same thing will play out throughout our whole lives, probably. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, we've talked a lot about uh, some of the different places we've been together and apart. Um, maybe we should say a little bit about where we are right now. Um, we are in the same place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> we are in the same place, which is my apartment in San Francisco. And I'm really excited that you are visiting and now sleeping on my couch. That's right, and I don't feel guilty about it at all, <laughs> which I, I would in any other circumstance. So it's a real, I think, gift to have a friendship where, you know, there's just a lot of flow back and forth yeah, every time. Yeah, we've racked up a lot of points for each other. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it, the, uh, that apartment is in San Francisco, so I live here now, and... Um, it's a really nice Sunday, and we just kind of did our pre-conversation. It was like a very extended one, um, and the background to our pre-conversation was doing all of our favorite weekend things. Exactly. So we identified a cafe with interesting brunch options as well as delicious beverage options. Right, and I really appreciate that you um, got me out of my comfort zone. I tend to return to exactly, if I find a place I like, I tend to just go to that place over and over and over again. So thanks for getting me to go to a new place while you're here. My pleasure. Mm -hmm. And then we followed up our brunch with shoe shopping, um, which to me sounds like the perfect day. Definitely. And then we got a, I got a pumpkin almond smoothie, and then we both had straws for it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing. I mean, I had a moment there where you were getting your smoothie, and I was like, I'm not hungry enough to get a smoothie, but I'm a little bit jealous that Diana has this pumpkin smoothie. I mean, pumpkin smoothie, have you ever even heard of that? I haven't met one before. It was really good. I do... That what just occurred to me there is I one of the things that's funny for me about our podcast title and one of my favorite things about it is that we is such a funny a funny thing. Like 
in modern workplaces, uh, we is how you demonstrate that you're a team player. <laughs> but a lot of time, we is actually I or you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, that, that really relates directly to the milkshake. Yeah, because it was like, yeah. We, I was about we to say we got a, a smoothie, but I, should, I should own that you I got a smoothie. You got a smoothie. Yeah. Yeah, but then we drank the smoothie. <laughs> I really participated pretty solidly in the consumption of the smoothie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that um, that's one of the, the fun openings here as well, is like uh, we can talk about what uh, what I want to write about but also what I want you to write about. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you Vice know... Versa. Yeah, and this, this topic of we, for example, and uh, what it really means in different contexts, that sounds like a great um, topic for one of our future episodes. It, you know, it's something we should write about. We how, should definitely write about that. <laughs> how we use we in the workplace. How we use we, like, in our personal lives, in... in uh, really close relationships or not so close relationships. Um, it's a loaded word. Very loaded. Um, so that's where we are now. That's where we are now. What are we going to talk about? That's the topic of this episode. That's the topic of this episode. Well, you know, I feel like we already talked about a lot of th things that we were going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Some of them were intentional. You know, we both really love planning. Mm -hmm. So this podcast is also an excuse for us to uh, create a project and manage it. Which we've never done together. Right, which is so crazy because we've talked so much about all the different, like, tools and systems and and frames of mind that we use um, to be more efficient and more productive and to just generally accomplish the things that we want to accomplish in our lives but we haven't ever exactly accomplished something specific together yeah and that was on we had a summit yesterday right we had a summit there were a lot of post-it notes and there were some really cool markers. Diana, could we do an interlude to talk a little bit about your marker situation? Definitely. So I had an epiphany earlier this year that uh, the thing younger me always wanted and never got was fabulous artist markers. And so my initial impulse was obviously to purchase all 300 of these markers at once. They're Copic markers. It might be pronounced Copic. I don't really know. They're from Japan. That's, that's a, a very interesting point. Now, some of the things that we only text about, we're going to have to figure out how to <laughs> say out loud. Because we also have, like, in addition to our regular conversations, like, we have a really steady text message thread going from yeah. our whole relationship. Definitely. So anyway, so I decided I probably shouldn't buy all 300 of the markers at once. I should buy a few at a time. And then mm -hmm. as long as I'm using them, I can keep buying more. I'm hearing a lot of shoulds in there. You know, like what, what should one really do when it comes to Copic markers? 
It's it's a great question. I think what what one should do is uh, really just like indulge in them because they're awesome. They're like perfectly saturated paint brushes, um, and I love them. Uh, those actually aren't the markers we used yesterday, though. I bought some metallic markers as a complement to the marker collection, and I've been hauling them across continents just in case yeah just in case and you know they really came in handy we had the copying markers out in case but the metallic ones really served us well definitely there was a color coding there was an emergent color coding scheme that I feel we could really nail down if we had a few more summits yeah right that was part of our like initial uh, system for organizing our thoughts, but then there there were a lot of other systems that came up organically. Diana, um, some of them I think you're particularly <laughs> passionate about. Like, do you have? Can you think of any examples? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, in general, just really like thinking through how systems can help us live live our best lives. So uh, I use Slack at work. Uh, but I've never actually created my own Slack instance, so uh, I was going to say we, but I took the opportunity <laughs> yesterday to create a Slack uh, team for uh, what should we write about, mm-hmm. WSWWA. Yes, and you know, this is another thread of our friendship, I feel like, where pretty frequently you have been the one to introduce me to a new technology or just maybe something I'm totally aware of, but you have um, been the one to actually get me on board with it and get me to try it out with you. I remember that happening in college with Twitter and with blogging, with with Tumblr, um, and there have been so many things since. And uh, I feel like there are so many things that I'm curious about or aware of, and I definitely have come to rely on you uh, to to uh, get me over the hump of trying like the ones that turn out to be the most valuable. Uh, that really makes me happy, and I think I play that role in a lot of people's lives. Uh, I think, though, that what's been really cool lately is that we've... Uh, started these Pinterest boards as well so that there's actually like a two-way flow of great ideas like who needs shoe shopping when life is just a series of shoe appreciation instances (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I think we spent a good chunk of yesterday just kind of opening up all these different channels for for where we could put our our sense of possibility. So um, we opened up an Evernote notebook, and we opened up, well, okay, Diana opened up a lot of Slack channels. I started our Pinterest board. Um, let's, you know, really take ownership. Yeah, over yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's happening here. Um, and I'm really curious to see how each of these things will serve us. Like, what will we stick with? Um, and what will kind of fall away naturally. Exactly. And I think that that's one of our really strong philosophies with this project in general is, you know, try anything and then let the things that aren't working go. Yeah, right. Because this is an experiment. It's an experiment. And I think that one thing that could be said of both of us 
is that it's never for lack of trying. Right. We try really hard. So if it's not working, whatever it is in life, it's probably not uh, it's probably not for lack of trying. Maybe that we're trying too hard. That's yes, certainly happened. Definitely. Um, in a future episode, we, we should definitely dedicate a future episode to talking about should we let it be easy? Definitely. <laughs> like, spoiler alert, the answer is yes. Definitely. We but should we, let should, it be, yeah. we should talk about it and how we got to yes on that question. Definitely. We should write about it, too. We should write about it after we talk about it. Yeah, right. Because um, then we'll know more <laughs> about what we want to say about it. That's the thing. You start with, we should write about this, or... I should write about this, or usually you should write about this. We'll yeah. say that to each other. But the thing is, like, uh, sometimes you figure out what you want to say by writing. You think as you write. Um, other times you figure out what you want to say by talking with your best friend on the phone on a Sunday. <laughs> and that's what we're doing here. That's what we're doing I feel like we came up with a lot of ideas today about what we should write about. Definitely. I hope I write about some of them. Yeah. I mean, you should. <laughs> <laughs> we, we could circle back around to them, you know, and, and just, just see which ones you really should. Yeah. And which ones I should. Which ones we should. Which ones Meaning we should. <laughs> you and I and we. Right. All of the above. Right, exactly. Um, so... Lisa? Yes? We're all about love-hate relationships. Yes. Love-hate. I love love-hate pairs. Definitely. So, uh, what do you hate? What do I hate? Letter H, number eight. <sighs> okay. Um, I would say hate meetings. Love conversations. What about you? I love that. Whew. Uh, hate, hate words, love pictures is, <laughs> is my favorite one from this week. Okay. We, we texted about that. Um, I think that my uh, deep, deep, deep love of emoji is becoming an ever stronger presence in my life. Mm-hmm. Only enhanced by Slack's reaction emoji, a.k.a. react feature. So right. that And that is another really cool thing you introduced me to yesterday. <laughs> wow. Wow. That really, that was remarkable. It's remarkable. Hashtag remarkable. <laughs> um, uh, what, why do you hate, I mean, I also hate meetings, so it's almost not even worth talking about, but I actually don't hate meetings. Me either. Oh. But <laughs> <laughs> I just, okay, I don't hate meetings. I don't hate all meetings because, you know, all meetings are not created equally. I say hate meetings, love conversations, because what I really mean is the meetings I love are just great conversations. Um, I love the kind of meeting where it's um, it's an appointed time that both parties have agreed upon uh, to continue a conversation. Um, 
and you have certain threads that you pick up and you let go of and you come back to, you circle back around, you ask a lot of great questions. You open up a lot of possibility. You dig really deep into problems. Um, that is the kind of thing I love that is just a process. The thing that I don't love is a meeting that is just particularly contained where you know that within the course of 30 minutes or something, you must begin a conversation and you must reach a decision by the end of it. Um, I find those particularly hard. I don't, I, I hate them a little. Yeah. But sometimes they're necessary. Yeah, that's fair. I think that my, uh, whatever, if I have an aversion to them, which I might not, I'm going to have to sleep on that, it's alleviated by the great whiteboarding potential of decision-making meetings where I'd get to draw pictures on a board. So, Aha, uh-huh. yeah. okay, so now this is a great lead-in to hate words, love pictures. So this is a really funny love-hate pairing for um, a <laughs> podcast for writers who love to talk. <laughs> Right? We both self-identify as writers. Def- yes. Who should write. More, yeah. More, yeah. So tell me about hating words and loving pictures. Well, words are just so tricky. And I have a lot of self-consciousness about them, both in written form and in speech. Less so with you and less so with friends, certainly. Um pictures I never really learned about. Uh, They were not part of my education for the most part. And uh, I find them really playful. And I mean, specifically emoji, but I also really like sending pictures over text message. I really like, uh, I really like playing iPhone games that are totally nonverbal. And I think I've realized that I just need a certain amount of visual recovery time in my life. And that's kind of what the markers were about as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It feels a little bit like cross-training when I'm looking at pictures or sometimes making pictures. I, I don't really make so many, but some sometimes I'm drawing out my ideas um, or just looking at pictures that I love pictures of shoes, for example, (laughs) or, um, you know, whatever, all all kinds of pictures. Um, uh, It just gives me a new perspective. And also that's a good lead-in or a a way to circle back around to podcasts. I feel like that is another way that I recover from the energy I expend on writing. Yes, definitely. And other than Slack and text messages, there are not so many forms of writing that feel like a conversation. Mm, I would say the email newsletter. Oh, yeah. That, well, if, it, if done well, it can feel like a conversation. It can feel really intimate. That's true. Um, yeah, which is another <laughs> thing that we set up yesterday. Yeah, we set up a lot of things. Yeah. Um, okay. Who should listen to this podcast? Um, I would say uh, writers who'd rather talk <laughs> should listen to this podcast, um, including people who just identify as uh, people who should write. You don't actually have to have written anything. 
Yeah, the identity is completely separate from the act. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, like, let's be more expansive about our definition of writer. I mean, there are so many people in the world who write something every day. Probably a lot of them are writing a lot of emails. Yeah, it reminds me of the, uh, the tiny letter tagline. Email for people with something to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and, you know, there are lots of people with something to say. Right. So, so who should listen to this podcast? Writers who'd rather talk. People who write anything. And uh, people with something to say, too. Yeah. And if you feel like you do, you do. That's right. And you should say it. You should write about it or you should talk about whatever you have to say. Um, And why do you think anyone should listen to this podcast? Why should they? Um, Well, they should listen to this podcast because they love eavesdropping. I mean, who doesn't like eavesdropping? Uh, No one I know. Right. Um, They should listen to this podcast Because they have a commute. And what better way to spend your commute than to um, not have to actually write or um, do anything. You you can just listen. Yeah. And if you don't have a commute, I don't really have a commute right now. Uh, Oh, you lucky bum. uh, (laughs) uh, If you don't have a commute, you should listen to this podcast uh, when you do chores. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, yes, chores are the perfect time to make use of a great podcast. And if you don't have a commute and you also don't have chores, get in touch. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, who are you? Who what are you? What kind of life are you living? Exactly. Yeah, what kind of life are you living? You should write about that life. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Okay, well... Bye. <laughs> <laughs>